Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Christ, but this time with coffee. Yeah, it's good coffee too. We'll just, that is I even have a little burnt marshmallow on the top. It's, oh, what would be the word? I guess, yeah, burnt would probably be the right word. They just took a little torch to it, which... I love it. Little campfire over here. Again, waiting for a coffee... <laughs> Sorry about that, I'm not my phone. <laughs> waiting for a coffee sponsor. Um, Miracle Coffee Co. There you go. I know the owner. And this and is... You're telling me we haven't got sponsored yet? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Oh, I don't remember his name. Oh, my goodness. So you're not that kind of friend. I'll know tomorrow. Oh, good. I talked to him at BNI. He's usually there. Is he? He wasn't there when I went. Sir? I would love to shake that man's hand. Mr. Vertical Coffee Co., if you're listening to this, my name is Dylan Wood, and I would love for you to sponsor Coffee in Christ. Don't, and you don't even have to contribute money. Just a coffee on Wednesday. That's yeah. it. And maybe put our... We'll, we'll get a banner for you to hang up and say... Vertical Coffee Co. endorses Coffee Christ. Oh, man. Uh, imagine on these blue vertical stickers, you had a little QR code right here, and it took you to our podcast. Sir! <laughs> please! please. <laughs> it's a win-win, trust this me. This is me saying please, and that's me begging. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> it's a win-win. It is. Maybe, maybe just a win for us, but it's not well. Maybe one day. I think it'd be cool. But uh, uh, besides that, our, our number one sponsor always is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ, JC. The original. The original. So, And that's all we need. We don't need vertical. Although it'd be great. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. However, we got JC. I'm trying to remember how to split my screen on my computer again. Go up to those uh, three little... Three little bars, the black one, oh, not the black one, it's the black X, the minimize and the maximize, mm-hmm. and hover over that green one, the far right one. And it should be like replace tile window or move window or left or right. There you go. There you go. You got it? Yep. You got it. Well, guys, this will be kind of a short episode. Just because it has been, you know, a very impactful couple of days. We'll, yes. just, we'll just say that. Uh, more importantly for Dylan than me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and also this will be our last episode for a week. Yeah, tell them why. Let's talk about your Hawaii trip. I'm going on vacation for a long-awaited um, graduation trip. I think I'm in my second year of college now. And I'm just going to go on my graduation trip. But that's okay. Because I chose it that way. Because I'm going to take a cruise to Hawaii. It's like if I had some like Hawaiian music, that'd be great right now. But uh, so yeah, we leave out uh, Friday morning. Get back s- the next Sunday. Um, so I don't know. I guess Dylan could do an episode and have like a <clears throat> a guest if he wanted to. Oh, I could. I won't. I won't limit this to be the last episode for a week. I won't, limit. I won't say that. The options are limitless. But for now, for me, it is. But Dylan, you can or you don't have to. Tell us a little bit about what's kind of happened these past couple of days. You're finally ready to take a trip I was trying to play some Hawaiian music. Well, I stay at a hotel. And oh, now it's on an ad. Well, it's because 
I had to get a new debit card, and I've not entered it into my Spotify yet. So uh, right now I don't have Spotify Premium anymore. You still listen to music? So there's enjoy the next thirty minutes of Afri music is what it just said. This isn't even Hawaii music. What? This is a Bob Marley song. Oh my goodness. Is that Hawaii? I don't know. Are we big enough to get copyrighted? I don't know. Probably Let's not. Just stop. <laughs> anyway, so um, now I've had a great couple days. And we'll keep it short and sweet. But um, I bought a piece of property. You did. And I get to actually stand on the property tomorrow after 11.30 and say that it's mine. That must feel awesome. And then there's a song out there. And I'm going to sing it to you. Okay. Not really, but it's called Danny. By Dirt yeah. by Jordan Davis. Okay, I'm going to try to like harmonize with you. So I'm not going to sing it, but <laughs> I bu- I'm buying dirt tomorrow. <laughs> so, anyway. And selling my home tomorrow at four, mm-hmm. which is nice. And we breaking ground on my new house Friday. Nice. <laughs> so, um, we excited. And... What was I about to say? Oh, but that's pretty much been what my week has revolved around. I went to a Chicago concert yeah. on Monday. No, yeah, Monday night. It was a blast. My my mom, we took my mom and my best friend Ty's mom. It was a blast. They had a great time. Oh. I only knew like five songs, but the five that I knew, they were really good. Oh. Uh, they were, they're old, but they are super good. Like, it's pretty impressive. But... Last thing I want to wrap this up with, you know, I, I shouldn't have said, or maybe we shouldn't have said that you were going on to Hawaii. Right. Because paparazzi, stay back. <laughs> like, like, the star of Coffee and Christ is going to be on the big island. So, they don't know what <laughs> paparazzi, you don't go see my friend. Yeah. Okay, leave stay him alone. Let him be with his family. Man, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, the people that are just beating down the doors. The coffee and Christ. In our small town studio in the back of the Church of Christ. <laughs> but Anybody could come find this place if they wanted to. I'll call my paparazzi friends and uh, let them know to stay back. Stay back. I'll threaten them. Stay back from my boy. <laughs> so. Anyway. I, I mean, now that you think about it, it would be so easy to find us. Oh, yeah. We both work at the same place. We mentioned our <laughs> the place of work we've done multiple times. And they also know where we go to church at. So, I mean, it would not be hard. I'm Googling my name. Boom. <laughs> if you Google my name, a picture from the newspaper pops up. Oh. From Let's like see. sixth grade. I Googled Dylan Wood, Cookville, Tennessee, and you know what pops up? Uh, Dylan Wood. In a hard hat. Well, that says Chief. I don't even look up Cookville, Tennessee. And two pictures popped up. My very first picture from... Actually, it's my profile picture from my old, old Twitter account. And the second picture is actually our Coffee and Christ logo. Yes. I love that. Look at that. And then a bunch of people I don't know. And that's actually it. That's surprising. I don't have my... Hmm. Newspaper one. Maybe it's going on a date. Anywho, uh, y'all already kind of know what, what I was what I talked about about how the whole vacation stuff is happening. 
Um, but stay tuned. Dylan might have a surprise guest. You never know. Um, we do need to work on that. I feel like once we get to our after chapter nine, where we kind of get into those sayings, mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be great to get like some extra wisdom. Oh, wisdom, man. That's perfect. I literally played Bring that. On some so wisdom. great. You did. So extra wisdom from like a special guest. That'd be great. We could do it. Well, we got some chapters to cover until then, but it's coming around the corner. Because today, hold on. <coughs> oh, my. <laughs> My voice wow. is getting a little, a little hoarse, but today we're starting chapter six, yeah. and last week we kind of tackled a, a sensitive subject that uh, we said that was not going to be the end of it. We're uh, actually going to also tackle that in chapter six and seven, uh, talking about adultery. I don't know if we'll get to it today in chapter six, just because of our time constraint. Um, anywho, Dylan, me read, you read. I got you. I'm going to read to verse five. Go for it. After this brief pause for uh, enjoy ad free music for the next 30 <laughs> minutes. I saw that if you have put up um, security for your neighbor and have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Uh, go hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter. Like a bird from the hand of the fowler. I'm going to keep going. Okay, go ahead. Go to the end, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise without having any chief officer or ruler. Um, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard, when you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little sum- slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want you like an armed man. You go. Beautiful. So, so we've been kind of tackling a lot of these father-son uh, messages and just advice that uh, Solomon's been giving to uh, probably his son and also, more realistically, also all of the audience that's reading it. So, right here, it's kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of a little different. Solomon is advising his son, you know, if you read it the way I read it, about debts. And more importantly, you kind of like, you can kind of tell he's more leaning, maybe a little more financially or anything like that but i mean throw that aside he's more he's like saying do not assume responsibility for the debt of others and like carefully consider your words before saying them and that's a big thing because you know this is just another way our mouths can get us in trouble you know we've read for six chapters well excuse me five chapters up to now about a lot of ways our mouth just gets us into a heap of trouble and then he throws on another situation um, like this about debts. And now, like I said, it could be financial, might be leaning that way. But, you know, just think of it as if, in, if you're just getting to that situation, you can get out of it as fast as you can as well, that this section more center, centers around being careful what you say. And this isn't saying, you know, I don't want to put that word out there that if you're helping someone out, in a financial situation or assuming someone's debt to help them out, that's not morally wrong. That's not what Solomon's saying here. He's not saying that you're morally wrong for assuming someone's debt or to put up security for someone. But I think what he's saying here in just these first five verses is it's not wise. Remember, we're always talking about wisdom when we're talking about Proverbs. That's where I think it's coming from. He's just he's not saying it's not morally 
wrong to help someone out financially or just any situation when it comes to debt. But he, what he's saying is maybe it's not the best idea. Can chime in? No. I'm, I'm sitting over here smiling because he said you just said the phrase morally wrong. Yeah. And every time I hear that phrase, I think of the Phineas and Ferb episode. Okay. Whenever they send them to some camp. Oh. And they have that song. And it's like... They won't let us dance or bang that gong because they say imagination is morally wrong. I think about that all the time. I love it. I love Phineas and Ferb. You brought back a core memory right there. Continue. I'm so sorry. You got anything on the first five verses? Well, I mean, basically what Jackson is saying is, you know, it isn't wrong um, to help somebody out financially. But you should never assume responsibility for that. Yeah. You know, I, I would say in modern day financial terms, what they're talking about here is, you know, not necessarily, you know, you shouldn't co-sign on a, on a loan or what's talking about loaning somebody money, but it was more like guaranteeing somebody an open line of credit, you know, because then you're 100% assuming their debt. Right. right, that's what he's he's trying to talk about. But then, like Jackson was talking about, you know, your words, and it talks about you are snared by the words of your mouth, you know, and it's using this debt as an example. But to promise to pay the debts of another person is to put us in a trap, you know, because people make mistakes, you know, and and it's just really talking about, you know, don't put all of your faith into a person and don't, you know, let your mouth get you in trouble, right? Especially kind of what the first five verses are talking about, you know, but then I'll talk about this real quick in verse six, in verse six, um, you want something else on one, two, five, in verse six, he's talking about honor, but I think it's really cool about how, how he does it, right? So he talks about, you know, go to the ant, you slug or go, why on earth is he bringing up an ant? Right. You know, that's very strange. But he's talking about, you know, sluggard essentially is a lazy man or a lazy, you know, woman. And a lazy person should learn from an ant, right? And not from something else. Because an insect, this particular insect is literally one of the hardest working animals on the earth. Like, have you ever watched them do something? Yeah. Like, don't kill them. They're busy. Yeah. Unless they're in your house. You have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> because that can become a quick infestation. <laughs> but, like, they will literally build something one piece at a time, one grain at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you can't be lazy, if you want to be an ant, because they'll kill you. Right? They will, they will kill the weakest member of their colony. Yeah. Right, and so there's it's that's what he's comparing, and how ants are held accountable for their work, right, by their peers, their friends. Maybe I don't really know how ants work, you know, or animals for that matter. But like they will kill the weakest member, and he's saying, you know, you should work with the drive of an ant, you know, and and you know I don't care what modern day society tells people. You know, or wants people to believe, but I mean, hard work is something that should be what you strive to put out every day, 
Like, we, I get it. We all have off days. And you're only supposed to give 10% on Friday. That's what I heard. Somebody <laughs> smart. But, like, you should, you should want to work hard. You should want, you know, to go and do your job and do it well because that brings you honor. And we should want to, and Solomon is, is encouraging his son here to want to be honorable, honorable in everything that you do. And that starts with your work, right? And so that's what he's talking about when he brings in the ant and then talks about a sluggard. That's kind of a weird, I hate that word, but... It's in every single translation, because I thought that was weird, too. Every yeah. single one of them has sluggard. So, that's my take on 6 through 8, so I'll let you take it away. I, I, I love the ant, like, analogy he's come up with here, like, just a little thing that happened today. So, as I was driving the lull, moving a, a big unit at the health department, we were trying to do some work there, and I kind of was... <laughs> I just looked down for some reason, and I watched four ants carry away a dead wasp that came out of this old unit. They were just dragging it across the parking lot, and I just I sat there and I watched it. I was like, "That's crazy. Ants are absolutely insane." But you know, here I think Solomon speaks, you know, wisdom to the lazy. You know, that's kind of what Dylan was saying that the the word sluggard means means lazy and all of the above that comes with that. And he wants the lazy to observe the behavior like an ant and how the ant can teach them, you know, valuable lessons about hard work, diligence, and all. I mean, I looked up some, some cool ant facts just, to, just so you know. Here's with it. <laughs> just so you know that I know. Ants can lift between 340. Ooh, wow, that was a big number. I'm so glad I didn't say that. 3,400 times. Uh, their own body weight. That's impressive. Right? All I looked up was ant cool characteristics. Um, some of them don't, they don't have lungs. How do they breathe? I have no idea, but I mean, that's number two is first one, the superhuman strength. Second one, don't have lungs. And there's, and there's ants on every single place in the world except Antarctica. But anyway, they also... Um, they can swim and they have two stomachs. Hmm. So you can just put that in your in your toolbox for another day, everyone. But you see, the ant is very self-driven. I think that's what he's meaning here when there's when he's saying no chief uh, or officer or ruler. You know, we sometimes as you know humans need to have some external motivation or even like supervision sometimes to be productive. But ants instinctively know what needs to be done. Kind of what Dylan was saying, you know, you, when you're, don't, don't injure an anthill. I know, I wish I could have told myself when I was a little boy, or even now, to not pour water on that anthill. Because you have no idea what they're doing. But they already know instinctively what needs to be done without anyone having to tell them what to do. No authority, nothing, you know. And I think that's what he's saying there. They're self-driven. Also, the ant is a very much... They're, they're very good at preparing, let's just say that. They're forward-thinking. You know, ants work diligently, like he was saying, during the summer. Um, let's see where he says that again. In verse 8, she prepares her bread bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. You know, they're forward-thinkers. They're preparing when the harvest is plentiful, when the summer is great. They store up food for times when it gets 
scarce, when it gets winter, when it gets fall, when it's just not as good as it is right now. And so they plan ahead. So Solomon basically is making like a harsh wake-up call to the lazy who procrastinates and and he even gives a warning at the end in verse verse 11 he says and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like and want like an armed man you know basically saying that by neglecting your responsibilities and failing to work diligently can lead to some pretty harsh consequence, consequences you know you need poverty i've never lived in a form of poverty but you can be that way if you are kind of what Solomon's saying here is just don't be lazy. Learn from an ant. I mean, how big of a you know of a, of a dig is that that Solomon is telling someone to admire a small creature, the the oldest insect in the world. Also, one of the cool facts is their oldest dinosaurs. But how did they survive the meteor? Just kidding. We don't know. They they carried the meteor. <laughs> <by this. laughs> That's how we have actually the continents. They they built them. Ants are our father. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but ants are incredible creatures, and that's what I think these fir- these little five verses are telling us here is that you know Solomon wants the the lazy person to admire an ant, to admire its self driven uh, characteristic, it, its forward thinking and just sense of preparation and working when it's good and, and being able to store up that food for later, and and if you're not like an ant or learning at least from it. These are some of the things that can happen to you. So I just I thought that was a pretty cool analogy. Um, we'll keep reading. I'll go into verse 12. Um, a worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech, winks with his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his fingers, uh, with perverted heart, devises evil, continually sowing discord. Therefore, calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. And there are six things that the Lord hates. Seven things are an abomination to, to him. And then he listens. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, a feet that uh, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. Dylan, what, does, what is that saying to you? What is it speaking to you? Well, so let's, we'll back up here just a little bit. Because in verses 12, you know, I wanted to be an English teacher um, back in the day because I love grammar and stuff. I'm still not great at it. I have the hardest time. You showed me trying to spell Hawaii a minute ago. Anyway, so um, <laughs> we have in verse 12, a worthless man, comma, a wicked man, comma, walks with a perverse mouth, semicolon, he went, so all this is it's in the same sentence, right? But he's comparing all of these to the same thing, right? He's saying if you do all this stuff, then you know you're sowing discord, right? But he 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 uses worthless and wicked kind of interchangeably, and he's saying you know these these sinful sinful characteristics are often related, right? Being worthless can go hand in hand with being wicked, right? And then all this is saying that you're sowing discord. And it it kind of connects with going into verse 16. And I'm looking at a different translation on purpose because I like the way the New King James translates the seven things that the Lord hates. But 
Um, it even says they are an abomination to him, right? And then so it says a proud look is what it says, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. Now, you read that entire list and you're like, I would never do that. Right. I would never I would never do something like that. Okay, but then I'm gonna tie all this in together. You read that list and you're like, man, who in their right mind would do that? But he proceeds it in verses nine and says, How long will you slumber? Oh, sluggard right and the same mm-hmm. you know the, our, our good word here how long are you going to sleep lazy man right basically is what he's saying so you know a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands all this stuff and you read this and you're like i would never do something like that but he's comparing wickedness to worthlessness and wickedness and all this stuff and guys it, it starts with us not waking up. You know, he's saying, how long are you going to lay there? How long are you going to sleep? Because when you continually do that, it leads into the seven things that the Lord hates. You know, and I'm talking about spiritually. Okay, I'm not saying if you're physically laying in bed, you know, you're sinning. Right. But it's saying, when are we spiritually going to come to an awareness to truly understand that we are a wicked people. Okay, we have devious thoughts. Mm-hmm. We can be not good folks. Sin and temptation, they enter my life every single day. And what I, I kind of see this as, is you read the seven things that the Lord hates, and you're like, I would never do that. Yeah, you would. Let's just be real. Not Maybe not purposely, but unfortunately, we, we have wicked tendencies sometimes. And what I'm saying we have to wake up to spiritually is the fact that we are wicked people. We are people full of sin who need a Savior. And we need a Savior to help us avoid these things that Solomon are talking about, the seven things that the Lord hates. It starts with us waking up spiritually and saying... I can't do this on my own. So get out of bed. That, that, that's what this is speaking to me and saying, get out of bed. Understand that, guys, you have to have Christ in your life no matter what. So what do you think about it? Uh, if you want to wrap it up with that, that's perfect. <laughs> I feel like that was a great ending to that uh, little section right there. Um, I wasn't lying about that if you wanted to. I know we got it. We're cutting short on time time over here. I'm sure you can hear in the background. Class is about to start. Class is uh, getting close to starting. Um, Well, I mean, think about this, and this is where we'll end. You know, you don't wake up and say that you're going to be too proud. You don't wake up in the morning and say that you're going to lie. You don't wake up in the morning and say you're going to kill somebody or devise evil plans or run to evil or lie or cause people to to stumble and cause discord among other people. You don't, you don't wake up every morning and say, that's what I want to do. Okay, but when we don't have Christ in our life, 
we can become too proud. You know, because you think I did this on my own. No, you didn't. We can't do anything on our own without Christ. You know, and without Christ, you may unintentionally lie. Okay? Or the, the hands that shed innocent blood, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Okay? But, you know, you may devise evil plans. You may run into and do all these things without even thinking about it. Right? But guys, you have somebody who loves you, who wants to wrap their arms around you, who accepts you for who you are and helps you where you are. You know, you have a Savior that died for you, that wants to see you succeed, that loves I mean, I, I could go on and on. But he went to the cross for me, for Jackson, for everybody listening to this, and he says, you're worth it. And guys, somebody who thinks that we're worth that much, we need to realize we have to have him in our life. Have to. Because we can't get through without him. If we, if we try to, then we will start unintentionally doing things that Solomon, Solomon is instructing his son not to do. All because we think we can get through life on our own. We can't. We just can't do it. You know, Jackson was alluding to some things that have happened was this week in my life that have been really trying to me. And I will tell you, if I didn't have Jesus Christ in my life, I would have handled it way differently. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I go back and I think, I can't do that. I can't. I can't. Because I'm living for something greater. Get out of bed and realize that. Get out of bed. Put your feet on the floor. And say, I can't do this on my own, but I can do it with Christ. Because we can do everything through him because he gives us strength. Get out of bed and realize that. And appreciate it and love it. Because Christ appreciates you and he loves you. So we hope you have a great week. And stay out of trouble. Yeah. You might be here, Dylan, later. Maybe. Maybe. You'll just have to find out. Wait around and find out. You'll just have to wait around and find out. But but there's one thing I want you to remember from today. Ready? I want you to go to YouTube, look up the song from Phineas and Ferb, and I want you to rock out to that. It's a good song. It is a good song. Say imagination is morally wrong. Ow. Have a great week. Jesus loves you. We love you. And that's the most important thing I want you to remember actually is... Jesus loves you so much. Be safe driving. Have a good week. That's great.